0: This is Dr. Joel Leon. Welcome to another episode of Interpreting the Word of God with Dr. Leon. I'm glad to see that uh, you guys are joining us here again. And so today's topic is going to be titled, The Gift of God. And what we are discussing today is Romans chapter 6, verse 23, where the scripture conveys to us the following, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know as I was preparing for this message I couldn't help but be blessed and I just go back and remember uh, how my life changed just several years back at the time I was attending a church on Pyron Street in Texas and um, as I was attending that church uh, my grandfather just passed away he'd been a faithful deacon in the church for many years and uh, he was the one person in our entire family that you knew there was no doubt had a relationship with God. He was serious about attending church. He was serious about his prayer life and the way that he carried himself. He believed in living it out. And um, as he passed away, uh, my sister and I happened to be at his bedside and uh, I was a little bit emotional for me still because Uh, As he passed away, my thought came back to having prayer and something that I hadn't done for many years. And as I prayed, he slipped into eternity in the middle of my prayer. And my prayer was really about a question that I was asking the Lord. Why is my grandfather still here? He loves you. He cares about you. He worships you. He wants to be with you. He doesn't have anything here left on on planet Earth. And before I ever finished the prayer, he slipped into eternity. And it was a wake-up call for me. The Lord used that to help me to realize that I needed him and felt in my heart, I didn't, didn't hear an audible voice, but I felt in my heart like the Lord was telling me, the person that you were counting on to be a connection with me, with God, that is, Uh, for you is gone. And if you want the blessings for you and your family, you personally are gonna have to come to me. And so I surrendered my life unto the Lord. And uh, this was back in September of 1998. And just a little bit after that, I thought I was gonna be a deacon in the church. I was sure I was gonna be a deacon in the church. In fact, I remember having a conversation with the pastor and telling him, "You know, is there such a thing as a preaching deacon?" And he says, uh, "Well, they, they can preach, but uh, you know, it's not—it's not really the same thing." And so, that being the case, I just felt like uh, I really was feeling this call to preach and later on, which is a whole other story we don't have time to go into now, the Lord did confirm in my heart that I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Long story short, after discussing this with the pastor, he began to involve me in all kind of different things, officiating funerals, doing baptismals, doing home visitations with shut-ins and uh, just everything I can get involved in, he was getting me involved in and uh, specifically he gave me an opportunity to preach my first message. And uh, I preached it on New Year's Eve, December 31st. We had something called a watch night service. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a service where people come in anywhere from eight to 10 o'clock at night and you stay till, till just a little over midnight. And basically you've got food just little chips, dips, and drinks, and stuff like that, non-alcoholic, of course, and, um, different people come out and preach these mini-sermons or sermonettes, like 15 minutes or so, and different people come out and do worship, sing songs, and all, and he asked me to preach the Word of God, and, man, I spent much time in prayer and fasting, just wanted to know, I didn't know what to preach on, and, uh. But the, but the message that I was going to preach on was on this scripture that I just read to you, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And uh, I felt led of the Lord to go and preach on this mess on this scripture. Now I'm not preaching the same message, but I am preaching on this scripture. And you know, as I thought about this, you know, we uh, work hard uh, unless you're retired already. You know, you've already put in your work and put in your time. You may still work ho- at home or do other projects and stuff, but I'm saying in a regular secular job, uh, most men and women go to work in today's society and uh, put in a hard day's work, put in a good day's honest work. And after you've worked all week, you know, sometimes you get paid on, on, a, week ba- on a weekly basis, sometimes every two weeks, sometimes uh, like I do once a month. And, you know, I'll tell you that uh, when you are looking forward to payday, you know, uh, you go and you you get your check and you pay your tithes and you get your groceries and pay your bills and everything that's in your budget and put your money aside if you have any left over. And, you know, that that's kind of a, a monthly thing that happens there. And when you look forward to your wages, you know, you look forward to your paycheck. And what's interesting about this scripture is the scripture conveys that the wages, the paycheck, in other words, that you are going to earn because of sin is death. And James gives an interesting uh, he gives an interesting overview into sin, and be, it begins actually in his message. He begins with man is lust is is lusting right he's lusting he's he's tempted by his own lust and you might be thinking about sexual lust and that may be a thing too especially when you're young you know that you see another person uh who you find attractive you might think is pretty or sexy or whatever the case would be i know for me at least when i wasn't saved yet when i hadn't come to the lord yet you know um that's just something that's just a normal part of, you know, natural uh, human sexuality, human desire. And um, as you begin to look around and whatever, you know, the Bible does say that you're, you. It it is possible to lust in your heart. And if you lust in your heart after uh, a person, then, then that is considered sin. Now, in the book of James, he conveys that... A person is tempted of their own lust. And then he goes on to say, when lust is done, it brings forth sin. And then when sin has completed its work, it brings forth death. And so the scripture tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so the wages of sin here, the scripture is conveying, the wages of sin, your paycheck, for all that sin that you've committed is death. You deserve spiritual death. And so it's very interesting that the contrast here, the word but, uh, it it serves to convey something. The opposite is getting ready to happen. And so, so what, the opposite thing here is the gift of God's eternal life Through Jesus Christ our Lord And you know I was telling somebody the other day And, and when I was preaching uh, in church uh, I, I pastor a church And as I was preaching it to the church I was telling them You know I remember as a little kid You know I used to love uh, Christmas time I, I looked forward to it Now of course back then I didn't know any better you know uh, But I, I was I, I believed in the Easter Bunny And, and Santa Claus and, and all that stuff You know the tooth fairy and whatever But um Later as an adult, I realized that Christmas is actually about the birth of Christ. Uh, whether or not we celebrate it on the actual birth date, you know, uh, is, is something that is debated, uh, depending on what, you know, some people think, no, oh, well, it was more in June or no, it was more here, more there. That, that, that's not the point of Christmas. The point of Christmas is that there's a time for us to celebrate the fact that Christ came into the world. And you know we sing these Christmas songs, uh, "Joy to the World" and and "Oh Ho, Ho, Holy Night" and all these other songs and stuff. And um, I think of some of the some of the words that people have penned in writing these lyrics out. And what they're doing is they are conveying a message based on what the Scripture says. Uh, the songs themselves are not Scripture, but if you go back and you look at Luke 2:11, you uh here and I and I'll be preaching on that by the way uh, later on but um when you go back and you look at Luke two eleven it's very interesting because you hear uh not not audibly but uh you're you're being told a message. There's a message depicted here and the message that is depicted is what transpires in Luke two eleven as these shepherds are out in the field. And so this message is said unto them, is told unto them, depending on what which uh, version you, you read it from. For example, King James says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Uh, you, you go back and read uh, NIV version, it tells you today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And so the point is, when we're reading this scripture for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, you know, I think of that childhood growing up and how I looked forward so much to open up my presence and this one year, I was given this beautiful uh candy apple uh metallic candy apple bike had this uh like a, almost a burgundy color with with glitter in the in the uh in the color and uh just beautiful bike chrome everywhere it was just really nice and I I really loved that bike and you know um, there's a couple of toys not everything but there's probably about two or three that I remember and one in, in particular was a little parking garage that was made by I think it was play school and um, anyway it had these little these little uh, plastic men and uh, had a little garage and these little cars and you put them in the little cars, they'd go up the elevator and at the top of the elevator, uh, there would be a little ding, like the bell would ring. And then the little car would go down the little road, you know, the little ramp coming out of the out of the parking garage. And you could do that over and over again. And so I loved that gift. I looked forward so much to it, except for except for the one gift that I would get from one uncle. And every year he'd get us clothes, and and I would think, oh, I hate clothes. I don't want a pair of pants. I don't want a shirt. You know, what do you what do you know? It's you know seven years old. You know, uh, but and of course, as an adult, I realize you know, uh, parents ask other parents, hey, what do you need? Oh, we could use some jeans or some a shirt or whatever, and. You know, that's why we we get (laughs) school clothes or whatever. But the reality of what I'm trying to convey today, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, is that Jesus Christ is why you and I have eternal life. And of all the gifts you've ever received or ever will receive, you could have received the most lavish gift. I've seen people receive boats I've seen people receive motorcycles. I've seen people receive uh, cars. I've been I've seen people re- uh, be given a house. This is your Christmas present or whatever. Uh, of all the presents you could ever purchase, you could ever be given, you could ever give away. It doesn't matter. You could get yourself the best Armani suit out there. You could get yourself the the best boots out there. You know they could be whatever, uh, snake skin, alligator, or you name it. Uh, you can get the most expensive stuff out there best tractor best whatever and if you were to add up all the gifts that you ever received and all the oil that exists in the world and all the diamonds and emeralds and just all the jewels and all the precious metals none of them would ever 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 compare to the gift that God gave you the gift that you and I received And the gift that you and I received is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so this is beautiful because the contrast is eternal life instead of this eternal death that we deserve to receive because of sin, which is because of our own lust. And, you know, I I was reading in in one of my my seminary courses uh, that I took, Called spiritual formation. I was reading a book called "The Counterfeit Gods," and it speaks in that book about sex, money, and power. And um, it conveys that not just it doesn't have to just be sex, uh, and it doesn't just have to be, you know, power. Basically, anything in our lives that we allow to mean more to us than God then that thing or that person becomes a type of God that we place on a pedestal. And God is a jealous God, you know, the scripture tells us. We never ever want to put anyone or anything before God. As much as we love our our wives, our kids, and so forth, uh, you have to remember that we have to love God first and foremost. Love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. He deserves your love just because He's God Almighty. But then, in addition to that, he deserves your love because he chose to give you a gift that is most precious, that you could place no dollar amount of value on. And this Christ, this Jesus, this second Adam, this advocate, this almighty, this alpha, this omega, this arm of the Lord, the amen, as the scripture puts it, this Jesus Christ He is our Savior, and there's so much more to it than just He being our Savior, which is saying a whole lot, but besides Him saving us, justifying us, cleansing us, forgiving us, reconciling us unto God, and giving us eternal life instead of death, there's still so much more to Jesus Christ and this gift that we receive from God, and I'll be sharing this with you in the second part. Of this podcast. Uh, This is the gift of God part one. And uh, I plan on recording part two here pretty soon. And so I hope you've enjoyed today's message. And so my. my, I want to close with this thought. And my thought is I would love for you to continue. Throughout the days that are left. From today. Until December the 25th. Christmas Day in America, the United States of America. I want you to be thinking about that gift of God and how precious that gift is that God has given you. And then I want you to also look at all the many gifts that you have in your life. It may be it may be impossible for us to count our blessings, but think about your spouse if you're married, your children, your home, your vehicle, your job your health, and all the different things that you have and all the different people you have in your family, parents, grandparents, uh, siblings, grandchildren. I, I don't know your age group. I don't know your situation. But there's much, much, much to be thankful for. We live in a free United States of America. Yes, they say freedom is not free. We have our armed forces that are working to keep that freedom. But God saw fit, God saw fit to allow that freedom to be something that you enjoy today. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much for joining us again on another session of Interpreting the Word of God.